Anyway, well, I'm really glad that you're here, even though you weren't clapping and stamping. Uh, good morning. Welcome to Troy United Methodist Church. My name is Andy. Uh, I, uh, whether you're clapping or stamping or anything like that, though, I, I really hope that you experience God's presence in worship today. That, that's the, the most important thing. And uh, throughout December, uh, we've been taking a look at uh, the, the very first uh, Christmas story and, and how it was just filled with the unexpected. No doubt about it, angels descending, uh, a virgin conceiving, a star appearing, and, and magi journeying. No, none of that stuff, none of it was expected. Uh, over the course of this series, I've, I've kind of brought to our attention that, that for the 400 years before that very first Christmas, uh, it appeared that, that God had been silent. I mean, 400 years, no prophets, no visions, nothing, and then bam, all of a sudden, God shows up on the scene. These unexpected events start unfolding all at once. And can you imagine if every one of our Christmases was filled with the unexpected uh, like that very, very first Christmas? What, what, what if we were caught off guard and, and left breathless and in awe like Mary and Joseph and, and the shepherds were on that first Christmas day? I mean, can you imagine if, if every year uh, we were each filled with the, with the wonder and the amazement of Christmas, kind of like, like little children. Uh, like, I don't know if any of you have, have little kids or little grandkids who, who when they uh, are just at that age where they understand and can kind of see and take in all the majesty of the lights, just even the lights uh, of Christmas. Uh, and and we, were, we were at a, a big light thing up uh, north of Greenville. I, I, don't, I didn't know about it. It was the first time I had heard about that place. And just all lights everywhere. And little kids just, just in amazement. Can you imagine if, if every one of us was filled with that kind of awe and wonder? Or like, like, uh, like a little child who runs out and there are presents under the tree, which, which not everybody has, but, but um, many of our kids, the kids in our lives, we, we know they experience that, and, and they see that there are these presents under the tree, and, and, and some of them are for them. Just that awe and that excitement, where, where does that go? Uh, I think part of the problem is we get so stuck in the familiar uh, that we're, our hearts just aren't as open to God doing the unexpected in our lives anymore. I also think that we oftentimes just kind of get caught up in the routine of everyday life and, and we lose, we forget what Christmas is really all about. And I know, I know, we say that all the time. You see that all the time. Oh, don't forget what Christmas is really all about. In fact, we remind ourselves uh, by, by telling the little people in our lives, hey, don't forget, Christmas, the real meaning of Christmas isn't about getting gifts, Right? You've said this before, haven't you? It's not about the presents you receive. I say that to my kids all the time. I don't want them to become like little entitled, like just looking forward to Christmas because of the stuff they're going to get. Uh, I would try to like remove that from uh, their expectation. And, and so it's not about the gifts you receive, we tell them. It's not all about you. What do we say? It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. But today I want to tell you something different. Christmas is about you. It really is. And it's about you receiving a gift, a most unexpected gift. And not a Christmas sweater like a lot of the folks were wearing up here today. I wore my Christmas sweater. This is as ugly as it gets uh, right here. <laughs> 
Uh, It's not about the Christmas sweater that you might get, uh, uh, but it's about the greatest gift of all time. God's gift of himself. Now, here's here's what I've been praying that that you come to know and remember, embrace, and, and as you leave this place, like walk out of here in continual awareness of you matter to God. You you matter to God so much that he has given the most amazing gift to you. The most amazing gift, more amazing than than you could ever have hoped for or imagined. The Bible puts it this way in 1 John chapter 4. The Bible says God showed us how much he loved us by sending us his only son into the world. That's Christmas. Right? Sending his only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. It is not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. I hope and pray that when you leave here today in maybe about 45 minutes or an hour or so, that, that the sense of Christmas wonder and awe will will enter your life as you receive afresh God's gift of himself because you, you matter to God. And really, that's why we exist as a church. We exist to invite people on that journey with Jesus, that journey of discovering that they matter to God. And because many of us have experienced the incomparable joy of knowing that we matter to God. We've experienced that on this journey with Jesus. We're we're willing to give of ourselves and sacrifice in order that others, people who we love, people who we don't even know even, uh, will will come to know and experience that joy and that wonder and that awe of God's amazing love for them too. And and we've experienced God's unexpected generosity toward us. And so so we want to respond with unexpected generosity of our own. And, and really, that, that's, that's the heart behind our emphasis of unexpected generosity this December. Uh, and, and I know many of you uh, have heard about this. You're, you're, many of you are probably praying about how uh, you'll participate in this generosity initiative. But I wanted to give you just a, a brief update on where we're at. Um, uh, as, uh, as we ended uh, our second Sunday of December, that was last Sunday, December 10th, uh, you all, uh, Troy United Methodist Church members and folks, have given uh, almost $43,000 of offerings in December already. Uh, that, that's, that's a good total for us so far after two weeks in December. And so what that means uh, is that we'll be giving away $4,300 of that. That's already three times as much as we gave away last December. We'll be giving away that much, and, and yet our goal, uh, you've heard, our goal is $150,000 of offerings this um, this month, so uh, which would mean that we would give away $15,000 to the work of God beyond our local church, which would be just amazing to do. And on top of that, we would uh, increase our uh, cash reserves from uh, one week's worth of expenses as reserve to approximately a month's worth of expenses as reserves, which would be a huge step forward for us as a church, just uncharted territory for us to to have that kind of uh, just uh, flexibility financially, which uh, we believe we can use to really honor and glorify God through. But, but I wanted to, uh, as you consider uh, giving an unexpected gift this Christmas, I wanted to make sure that you knew of one brand new way that you can give. So if you have a smartphone with you today, 
go ahead and pull it out right now. This is permission. This doesn't happen. Now, don't get on Facebook, uh, but, but pull it out. Pull, pull out your smartphone. Now, this has to be a smartphone, not a dumb phone, not, not an old one, not a flip phone. This has to be a smartphone. So go ahead and pull that out now. And, and really, I want you to do this. Um, and pull up your, your messaging app, like where, where you do your text messages. And, and go ahead and pull that up. I'm doing that right now, too. And in your message notes, see, we now have an option to do text giving. Uh, and and th this is fantastic. Some of you might be wondering, why in the world would we ever want to do text giving? And you might not want to. But the reality is, uh, our hope is that we can make giving to the work of God through our church that, that we love and believe in, the, the mission of this church. We want to make that as easy and as, and as accessible to all people as possible. And, and let's just face it, there are people these days, many of you, who you don't, you don't use checks, I know that's almost like blasphemy to those of us who are uh, Gen Xers or older. Uh, don't use checks. Uh, and, and, and oftentimes people don't carry cash anymore. And yet uh, there are many people here in that state who would want to participate in an offering on a regular basis and, and give to their local church. And so uh, text giving is one way that we can do that. And so today, I, uh, whether it's a dollar or five bucks or 10 bucks, something like that, I want to encourage you to try this, to, to do this today. Now, uh, you can all, here's the crazy thing. You can always take this gift back. Like, the threat you always give your kids if they're not well-behaved, like Santa will take those gifts back, right? Well, well, you can actually take this gift back today if you don't want to follow through and give it. But uh, I want you to try this out. Uh, go ahead and type in the text number. You're typing to 618-205-9952. And, and in your actual message, you just type an amount. Uh, whether that's $1, 1, or 10, or 100, whatever it is. For me, I've broken up uh, our uh, additional giving into four parts, and I'm giving that a little bit in each of the worship services. So I'm actually doing this here today. Uh, and so I'm sending it right now. And the first time you do this, when you send it, you're going to get a message in reply. And the message says, you're almost done. Go to, and then there's a link. And you have to click that link uh, the very first time you do this and then fill out your basic credit card or debit card information to do this text to give thing. But then after you do that and you hit, uh, uh, the, there's a little button that says process, uh, you can hit process and then uh, you will get another text back that says thank you for your donation uh, uh, to Troy United Methodist Church. Uh, text repeat to make this recurring or refund to cancel this donation. See, that's your out. If you uh, just want to like fool the person next to you, it's like, yeah, look, I did it. Then refund. Uh, you could do that today, but uh, you know, God is watching. Um, don't do that. <laughs> Santa. I mean, Santa. Santa? No. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, you, so you can do that today, and, and then in future times, after you've set that up with your credit card or debit card information the first time, uh, every time you text after that, it, you don't have to do that information anymore. It just happens like that. It's so fast that by the time the folks take the offering plate from the back to the front to the back, like you, would ha you could have given multiple times. Uh, it's, it's that fast. So uh, uh, consider that as an opportunity to uh, give a financial gift to Jesus on his birthday. Uh, but, but, but I think, uh, think about it. every Christmas, uh, put your phones away now. 
Uh, every, every Christmas, every special occasion, every, every birthday. Do, do, you want to be a good gift giver, don't you? And we, 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 we get excited about giving a good gift. A, a gift that, that when the person receives it, their, their eyes light up. They, they get excited about it. And then yours light up. And you really feel just, just a joy inside that you've given a good gift. And, and we all have stories about uh, times when, when the gifts go over really well and other times where they, they don't and, and uh, the person doesn't light up and they think, oh. Well, well here's the deal, uh, friends. God's, God's gifts always deliver. They're, they're always the best. But what's more pertinent, pertinent for us today, though, is, is how God's good gift is received how we receive it. You know, for every funny story we have about great gift giving, we've got uh, funny stories about how, or sad stories about how gifts are received. And I was thinking about this, and uh, I don't know, several years ago uh, around Christmas, Amy Jo and I gave my mom a, a gift from one of our vacations, uh, a big gran- a chunk of granite rock from the crazy horse monument that's being built out in the, the uh, Black Hills of South Dakota. A- anybody been there? You, you can actually like give a donation and get uh, a chunk of rock. And my mom likes history and, and Native American, uh, American history and things like that. And so we, we got this big, big rock for her. And I, I don't know about your house on, on Christmas when the presents are opening or, or things like that, but uh, like my wife's house, uh, it's very orderly. Like everybody goes around, and we all watch every person open up every single gift. And it kind of starts with the youngest and works to the oldest. And the oldest always run out of gifts first. And so then it's just the kids going at it uh, at the end. But, but it's very orderly. My house, totally opposite. Like, it is chaos. It's just like, presents, go, hand them all out, get them there. And people are opening them up, and, and it's over in about 15 minutes. And, <laughs> and so uh, my, my mom opened up her gift. Yes, we wrapped up a rock. Uh, she, uh, she opened up her gift uh, when we weren't aware. And of course, so we, did, we, we wanted to explain it as she opened it. And so as the chaos is going on all around us, all of a sudden we hear this, oh, what a pretty rock. This is really something. And, and then she says, thank you so much. And, and we never told her what the significance of what this rock was. And, and so uh, now uh, every year when we're thinking about, man, what do we get my mom for Christmas? And my mom's like in her early 70s. And we're like, she doesn't really need anything. What do we, let's just wrap up a rock. She'll, she'll love anything we give her. Go out into the garden, get a big, get a big rock, you know, this year. And so, but, but not everyone receives gifts so well, do they? They, they, they don't. Take, for instance, the very first Christmas. Uh, many, you know, almost 2,000 years ago, Joseph and Mary, they took their quite unexpected journey uh, to, uh, to Bethlehem. Uh, the, the Roman emperor, Augustus, called an unanticipated census requiring all the Jews to return to their, their ancestral home of origins to be counted. And so chaos ensued in this small section of the world known as uh, what we know as Israel. And so they're all, people are all traveling and returning to their place of origin. And, and Joseph and Mary, very pregnant Mary, ready to give birth, uh, took this 80-mile journey through the wilderness. Maybe she was riding on a donkey, uh, maybe not. Maybe she was walking part of it. But finally they arrived in Bethlehem. And, and 
uh, on that first Christmas Eve, and uh, we assume that they kind of knocked on uh, the, the guest house's door, the innkeeper's door. And now the scriptures really don't tell us any details uh, about this. We get one slice of, of a verse, uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 7. Uh, this is, that's all that we get. We, we hear uh, these details. All we know for sure is that there was no room at the inn. And so they stayed with the animals. And we piece that together because it says that Mary laid uh, the baby, newborn baby, into a manger, which is just a trumped up beautiful name for a feeding trough, really. And so that's how we assume they were with the animals. Uh, and so that's all we know. But I try to imagine what that conversation might have been like with the innkeeper. Chances are he was pretty stressed out. I liken it to the folks who work at the Dairy Queen. Anybody here work at the Dairy Queen? I want to make sure I'm careful here. Uh, uh, but uh, folks who work up at the Troy Dairy Queen, right? After, after the uh, little baseball uh, ends or the soccer games end and a thousand people uh, move out of the park area and descend upon the only ice cream place in our town. That's got to change. Uh, but so, so everybody descends upon Dairy Queen, and it's like, woo, the rush. You can just see the worker saying, here it comes. And, and so they're starting to get stressed out. That's how I liken it to, to the innkeeper. It's like it's been chaos for a week. All these travelers coming through who are registering to be counted in, in this census. And, and, and so I can imagine him being... Uh, pretty stressed out. I mean, these people were forced to travel to their ancestral place of origin. So, so they're angry. You know, they're, they're angry at the man who made us, the emperor uh, who made them travel. And so, so when Joseph and Mary knocked on the door, this innkeeper was probably exhausted, worn out. He had been dealing with angry people for who knows how long. He probably didn't have anything left to give. I mean, first off, there was no room, but he could have made room for a lady about, about to, to give birth to a baby. But, but no, he was too tired, exhausted from the busyness of life to deal with this, really. It was an unexpected gift that he didn't see. So he sent them and really made provision, I guess, for them to, to be someplace, to be with the animals. And I try not to be too harsh on the innkeeper because, you know, quite honestly, like many of you, I... I I find myself awfully busy from time to time, and I, I, I get caught up in my circumstances enough to know that it is really easy to do. But friends, no matter how busy you are, no, no matter how stressed out your life is, God's gift of himself is the one gift, the one gift that more than any other that you don't want to miss. The, the wonder and the awe that comes from knowing, really knowing in your heart that you matter to God. That the God of the universe longs to have a real relationship with you. And that can change everything. You don't want to miss that. That can take you from a life in darkness to a life in the light, from from a wandering purposelessness to a life of real purpose, from, from death to life. It isn't about religion. It's about a relationship with the God of the universe that he initiated with you. It's ironic. The, the Magi, who we're going to take a deeper look at uh, in our uh, Christmas Eve candlelight services, uh, they, um, they traveled over 1,000 miles uh, round trip, to, to worship this newborn baby while at the same time 
this innkeeper basically came face to face with this greatest gift and missed it. He, he missed the unexpected gift. The, the shepherds in the fields, they, 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 they were outside of town. They were, they were kind of further away. They were busy with their own work. And yet God showed up and they encountered the baby Jesus. They responded. They, they received it. They didn't miss it. In fact, the, the Bible says that they returned to their flocks. They returned to their, their, their way of life beforehand. But everything had changed. They, they, were, they were praising it and glorifying God. They were changed forever. The wonder and awe of Christmas came to life for them. And you know what? It can for you and me too. Today's message really is simple. Contrary to our well-intentioned instruction to our kids, Christmas is about you. It is. It's about you getting the best gift that you can possibly imagine. God is offering himself to you because you matter to him. It is the best gift that you can ever receive. I mean, with God in your life, you can have a peace that, that, far, that is far greater than the worst of life's circumstances. You can have hope that, that whatever comes your way, that God will walk with you through it. You can have power to walk through any valley and any situation that you can imagine. You, you can have a life that is worth living, a, a life that means something, that, that makes a difference, a real difference in this world. Will you open your heart to receive afresh the gift of God that he is offering to you, that gift of himself through Jesus. And today, we're setting the stage for you. Together, let's remember how God unexpectedly changed the world forever. The rest of this morning, we're simply going to read the Christmas story straight from the Bible, uh, straight from the scriptures, interspersed with uh, some, some wonderful songs that will help us remember, hopefully, and embrace the awe and the wonder of the amazing gift God has given us. And I encourage you, as, as we share in these moments together, uh, open your heart and really receive afresh the, the gift of God's self, which he is offering to you and to me this day. It's not just information that you want to absorb. You'll want to open your heart to a real relationship with Jesus. So, uh, so let's pray. And, and the scripture readers and band, you can all come up as we pray. God, today, we want to hear your voice. And we want to go on this journey with you. This journey into your story. And we're hoping that you give us the wherewithal to respond with our whole hearts to respond by receiving your unexpected gift. Lord, we long to encounter you this Christmas. We long really to encounter you this, this very day. Lord, we pray this all in the name of Jesus.